It is Friday, November 17th, 2023. This is another off-season edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Flute. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I got to tell you, I'm all over the place. First of all, truth be told, because we t- we are truth tellers around here. We're taping this on a Thursday night because Plouffe has got a scheduling issue on Friday. That happens in the off-season. And like my computer dropped right before we were going to do this. I'm on my wife's computer. My whole setup is off the base. I'm not even talking into this microphone. I'm all off today, Ploof. It's okay because it makes me sound better than you. And that's good for me. It's good for me. So I like when uh, this stuff happens. But you know what? You sound fine, Chris. We actually have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. MVPs were introduced today. We got some Ron Washington stuff. We got some Oakland A's stuff or Vegas A's stuff, but we'll get into all of it. And man, you look good with that hat on. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Reno Aces, uh, their alternate hats. So once again, you should be able to check them out on their website. It's uh, one of the cooler ones. Certainly enjoy it. So yeah, um, awards week has come and gone. Uh, most of it, we you can pick from a mile away. Not a lot of surprises, but maybe the most surprising is that for the first time ever, We have unanimous MVPs in both leagues. Shohei has done that now for the second time in the last three years. So let's start with him. Uh, Big picture here for Shohei. What is it going to take for him to not win the award? Is it going to take him hitting like 208 with 23 homers and an ERA of like 437? What is it? If he did that, he's not winning the MVP. He set the bar so high In, in any other year. Think about think about this. If a player did that, what you just said, 204 with 23 homers and 80 ribbies, but then on the mound also through 30 starts with a four, like we'd have him in consideration 100% for the MVP. But Shohei's just blown all that out of the water. Our expectations are sky high with him. So we've done this on the show before. I think we said if he stays around a 3-5, if his OPS is – high eights, low nines, like it's hard to not give him that award just because he's doing double duty, doing something that nobody in the history in the game has done before. So um, in my opinion, it should have been three years in a row. I know our producer does not think that. And a lot of other people too. Aaron Judge had a fantabulous, fantabulous. I just say that a fantastic season uh, last year. Uh, But Shohei to me is to answer your question. It, he is going to win it every single year, except for next year because he's not pitching. So that'll be a year off. But once he's back on the mound, if he makes all his starts and is a shell of what he's produced over the last couple of years, he's going to win it every year. Yeah. I just hope that people don't lose track of what we're watching because it is amazing. Now, there's a certain sector that'll say, well, how valuable can you be if your team never makes the playoffs? I get it. I just think in this sport, how much can one person do? Well, he's doing double duty. He really is. And he hits like a top five hitter and he pitches like a top five pitcher. To me, that makes you the MVP. And if that, if I'm going to rubber stamp that moving forward, as long as he's healthy and is making 22 to 25 starts a year and delivering those type of numbers and giving us 11 and a half Ks per nine and leading the league in homers, even when he doesn't hit the last several weeks of a season, Yes, to me, that makes you the MVP. And I think that if you go and ask most of the players that play against him in Major League Baseball, they're like, hell yes, he's the MVP. Because none of us could even think of doing that. So once again, it gets to your definition of valuable. Um, In this sport, I think it's way different than it is in other sports. 
It's way easier for the superstar to win it in the NBA because they can dictate the tempo of a game. The MVP in the NFL has essentially become a default best quarterback of the year award for the most part. This sport, you have to look at it differently. And it doesn't mean the best player on the best team for me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's that's not the way it is in baseball. You can't win with one player. We know that. And you're right about every ball player in the big leagues thinking that about Shohei because – as you know, like any, if you played in the big leagues, you were the best player growing up on your team, probably the best hitter, probably the best pitcher. You did both in high school, probably did some in college, but it's so different when you get into Pro Bowl. It gets so difficult, Chris, that having the, well, the time and the ability to practice all these different uh, parts of your game is, it's just overwhelming. And you, and you end up being a jack of all trades, master of none. He's a master of them all. So Shohei's. On a different level, and I agree with you. Let's, let's not lose sight of what we're seeing here, right. people. Okay, uh, National League MVP, unanimous for Ronald Acuna. One of the cool sidebars of this is that a few minutes after finding out that he won the MVP, he goes out and plays in his Winter League game. First of all, can we just talk about that? That's pretty cool. It's a ball player, man. So I love my Latin dudes. They, lo- that's, they love playing. In the winter leagues, they just yes. love it. And if you've ever seen a game, you understand why the energy is just different. Yep. So cool. Good for him. Were you surprised that the vote wasn't closer? No, I mean, this is almost similar to like what Judge did last year. I mean, he did something that's never been done in the game before. And and you can talk about stolen bases being up this year, and they were. Uh, so there's no doubt about it. But, uh, I mean, the stolen bases, 40-70 is a great headline if you will, but you can dig into all the numbers and he was spectacular this year. So I thought he was hands down, you know, above everybody. I think at one point, at one point during the year, Mookie might've, you know, evened it out a little bit. And there was a little Freddie ish moment there, but Acuna the entire year was just going like this, just head into the mountaintop, man. So it is awesome that we have two unanimous MVPs and, and surely deserved in my opinion on both sides, because really I haven't even been able to wrap my head around Chris what 4070 really means. I mean 3030 is like that to me blows my mind. 4040 is you're an alien and then when you start doing the, the 50, the 60, the 70 stolen bases you kind of lose me because we don't have historical context for it. Uh-huh. So it's you really have to sit down and, and just appreciate what he did this year. Um at the top of the lineup, just setting the tone. It, it was a, a phenomenal season for him. And, you know, the Braves, they had a historic year offensively. Part of that was because they led the league in first inning runs. And a big part of that was what Ronald Acuna did right out of the gate, right? It's, you know, you weren't around when Ricky Henderson was in his prime. But if you walked him or if he got a knock to lead off the game, it felt like a triple. And you're like, oh, my God, really? Like, if that happened against your club, you're like, oh, we're screwed. We're going to be down at least one nothing after the first inning. And it felt very similar with Ronald Acuna. I would have voted the way that the vote came out. Um, it doesn't shock me that he was unanimous at all. In fact, I'm happy about it. The only stats in which Mookie Betts surpassed uh, Ronald Acuna was in war, in walks, and RBI by one. Um, some people will say, well, Mookie's defensive versatility is something that should be taken into consideration. And absolutely. He played 107 games in right field, 70 games at second base and 16 at short, which meant there were a ton of games where he moved from the infield to the outfield or vice versa. 
Like if you add up all those games, that's way more than 162 games. So his positional versatility shouldn't be like, oh, okay, that's no big deal. It is a big deal because it really saves you almost at least a half roster spot, if not a full one. I appreciate it. It's just Acuna's year was so much, so ridiculously peak that I would have had to vote for him. A hundred percent. And I, I would love to talk about Mookie too, for just a quick second. I, I was thinking about that earlier today, Chris, when they were, when they were talking about the numbers for the MVP voting to have like a superstar in your game, not only willing to move positions from the outfield or he was an infielder early on, obviously, but he's mm-hmm. made his name as an outfielder, but be able to be willing to do that and then excel at it the way that he's done. And we're talking middle infield, mm-hmm. not a corner. Those are completely different things, Chris. And take it from a guy that got booted off a shortstop because he wasn't good enough. It is so hard to be a big league middle infielder and to be able to do that, continue your offensive prowess, your base run, do all that stuff. That's why he's Mookie Betts, man. He's he's a, he's different. All right. Uh, baseball today it is presented to you by our friends over at the Farmer's Dog. Your pooch, whether they're just a puppy starting out in life or maybe a grizzled old veteran, they deserve to be treated with the utmost respect especially when it comes to culinary cuisine. So feed them the best food possible. It is prepared up to human grade, right? There's some dog food out there, and I'm not going to mention them because we don't throw shade at them, but you know who they are, who the way that dog food's prepared, you wouldn't feed it to like some hyena that is salivating outside (laughs) of your mountainous region where i might feed it to a hyena yeah okay well maybe just go away because they won't come back and bother you if you fed them that food they'd be like hell i'm going to bother somebody else's crib not here but your dog deserves it one of the thing i love about uh farmer's dog is you fill out a very simple five minute questionnaire it's the basic stuff it's how old's your dog what does it weigh what sort of exercise level what does it eat all sorts of stuff. And then they figure out what to send you. And I love it because they send our pooch a freezer um, full of the dog food. And it says Sydney on it. And it's pre-packaged and pre-portioned. So they tell you exactly how much to give it to them. Sydney loves the food. She rolls downstairs. She starts to elevate in the minute we get near a refrigerator. And off you go. So make sure you check out the farmersdog.com slash John boy. You're going to get 50% off your first box. That's a big deal because it's not a little teeny tiny box. It's a big ass box. So when it comes to your door, you get 50% off that it'll take care of you. Once again, that is farmersdog.com slash John boy. On Wednesday of this week, we had the two Cy Young award winners uh, over in the American league. Garrett Cole earns his first deservedly. So, Blake Snell, he gets his second. He becomes the seventh player to win the honor in both leagues. Pretty good free agent to be on that one. So the question is, bigger story, that Cole has seemingly been worth every penny since signing with the Yankees, or that Snell snags his second award right as he hits free agency? I am so stoked for my friend Snellzilla uh, timing up this year perfectly. I'm happy for him. He's going to get the bag, uh, and he does deserve it. He's a great guy, and I think any organization will be lucky to have him. Uh, But I think I want to talk about Garrett Cole a little bit and what he was able to do and what he's been doing. I just talked about like Shohei and – you know, what he's doing is on the, uh, another world. We know right now who the best player on the planet is. It's Shohei Otani. There's really no debating that. I don't think there's any debate, Chris, who the best pitcher in the big leagues is and has been for quite some time, and it's Garrett Cole. If you go back to 2015, there's been eight full seasons. He's made over 30 starts in seven of them. 
He's dominated. Since he's come to the Yankees, he's got a 308. He's made all of his starts, essentially. Uh, wow. He's a workhorse who is filthy, who leads the league in whip, who is uh, doesn't do anything wrong off the field in that crazy New York media. Like He is just... He is the best pitcher in baseball. It's Garrett Cole and then everybody else. And that's no slight on everybody else. That's just that's just saying how good Garrett Cole has been and how consistent he's been. So I think it's really cool for us to now in this game, really, I don't really know how you argue against it. We we know who the best player is and we know who the best pitcher is. And that's Shohei and that's Garrett Cole. So uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, I don't know what's going to stop this guy. Nothing. Nothing. It's a little bit like um, when Phil, you know, Phil Mickelson for the longest time was the best golfer never to have won a major, right? He saw his main competitor in Tiger Woods lap in the field. And we always, I was covering golf at the time and we were always asking a question, man, is lefty ever going to win it? And then once he won one, he started to win a bunch. And I feel like that's the same sort of thing that could happen with Garrett Cole. Um, even though he's already in his thirties, I just think he understands himself extremely well. And he has been everything that the Yankees have asked for when they signed him to a $320-plus million deal. And sure, some people say, well, what about that one wild card start in Boston? It's terrible. Horrible. That was one start. I'll counter that by saying he saved them the series in Cleveland in 2022. They were down two games to one. He comes out and shoves and gets the series back to New York, and the Yankees end up winning this. So – He's been phenomenal. He has just been great. I cannot wait to see what happens with Blake Snell. Because I think that if, how often has like a two-time Cy Young Award winner been out on the open market? Not often. And when they do, they get paid. I don't know what I would pay him, man. I really don't. We've talked about this. The guy led the league yeah. in walks. And I loved his explanation. He did. He gave a really good interview on MLB Network. He said, listen, I know what I am. Like I walk a lot of guys, but that doesn't mean I'm pushing the panic button. I'm convinced I can get out of there, but he doesn't give his team six innings a start. It's not what he averaged this year. Even though he gives you 30, 32 starts, he does not give you all those innings. And so I'll be fascinated. If I set the number right now, Lou, at 180, you think it's higher or lower? I'm just looking at the age 30. Um, okay, 180. He's about to turn 31 at the beginning of December. It's going to take more than that. Yeah. You think yeah. so? You think he gets over 200? It it depends on the years. It depends on the years. Uh kind of what he wants to do. If he gets if he gets 7 years, it's going to be over that. If he gets 6 years, it's going to be right on that. If he gets 5 years, it's going to be less than that. I think I think he I think he is going to get 30 a year. Okay, play the other side of this with me. Okay. Do you think that... Million dollars to start. (laughs) Do you think that he is a guy that can lead a rotation? Like when you pay Garrett Cole, when you pay Max Scherzer on the open market, you are paying them to be the head of your rotation, to be the guy that other dudes follow, to say, hey, get on my back and let's go. Is that him? It, it, It just looks different, but yes, yes. Yes, I think. I mean, I think you talk to the guys that he's played with. Uh, it is a little bit different. It's not Garrett Cole. It's not. He's not. I mean, he's going to get to his pitches, but it ain't. You look up at the scoreboard, and you're right. It's not going to be the seventh inning. It's going to be the fifth inning. Um, but really, what it's about is 
Can you strike guys out when you get in those situations? Can you limit the damage? And he's been able to do that. Damn. So I, I think it just looks different. And and I know that a lot of people might not, when they look at that uh, and watch him pitch, you say, ah, oh, that doesn't look right for us. But, you know, go ahead and look at the overall numbers. I mean, they are what they are, Chris. Yeah, I think we've got two fat. And we talked about this. I think it was either earlier this week or last week. I think it was earlier this week. Bellinger, who's a former MVP, and Blake Snell, who's now a two-time Young Award winner. I can't nail exactly the amount of money on it because those are guys who have been so good and at the top of this game, but there's always a but with them. And I, I can't wait to see where it ends up. It's going to be, yeah. I mean, 30 a year, that's what I have him pegged at. So I guess it's, it's how many years do you get? Right. And I got to assume when you're doing this and there's – a bunch of teams after you, you're going to get that six, that seven year. All right. Uh, Thursday, in addition to being the conclusion of Major League Baseball Awards Week, it also sounds like it's nearly the conclusion of the A's 50-plus year stint out in Oakland as Major League Baseball owners unanimously voted on approving the move from Oakland to Las Vegas. There's still a bunch of logistical and also voting hurdles that have to be jumped over in Las Vegas. We understand that. But I think for A's fans, this kind of feels truly like the beginning of the end. Uh, where is your headspace on this story? I feel like they've thought this was the beginning of the end, before, like this year already, or this last year. Excuse me, Chris. Uh, my headspace on it. You know, I... I I almost shy away from a lot of the reading because, you know, it does really get into, you know, all this legislation and all these um, mock-ups and, you know, votes and all this stuff. I almost like just don't want to dive into it. Uh, my feeling on Oakland, though, in the Bay Area is, is that it can support two teams. I really do feel that way. Now, did they need a new stadium? Yeah, they needed a new stadium. I played in it. It's not good. It's not a place that you actively want to go to watch a ball game. Now it has its quirks and it's like, you know, got nostalgia and there's a lot of that, you know, it's been around for quite some time. A lot of things have happened in there. Um, but you know, it's not something that you're like, man, I can't wait to go to the Coliseum. It's just not that uh, with a new stadium, Oakland could support a team. No doubt in my mind that Bay area is big enough to do that. Um, but that is just not what's going to happen. I mean, it's, they're going to Vegas. I don't think there's any, if ands or buts about it, I know there's some hurdles still to go, but it's it's going to happen. Right. Um, if you're in that organization, like buckle up. Like, where are you going to play? I think they played Oakland next year, I believe. And yep. then after that, it's like AAA. They might share uh, the Giants Park. Like, it's going to be a mess, man. Um, so I don't envy people in that organization. I got to be honest with you, like. I don't know what it'll end up looking like. I don't know if the Vegas A's are going to end up catching on and it actually be something great for the sport of baseball. Right now, to me, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel – I'm worried, to be honest with you, that just for the baseball side of things, very quickly I'll touch on that. I'm not so sure Vegas is, is going to support it. Like they are hoping that – I don't know what percentage of the tickets sold are people coming in from out of town. That works okay for the Raiders because if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you know you're going to play in Vegas every year. Well, look at that. Look at this. Our guy Vinny Pasquantino, he went out to Vegas for his bachelor party to have it also line up with watching his favorite football team, the Jets. That's a perfect example. 
You're going to go do that. How often are you going to go do that for a baseball team? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, will I go watch the Guardians go play in Vegas because I'm interested? Yeah, I might do it once. Once. You're also you're also a 45-minute flight or a yes. three-and-a-half-hour car ride away, so it's different right. for us. And baseball, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show. Football, it's, what is it, 18 games now, 17 games now, whatever okay. it is. I yep. mean, but you can plan around that. You can, you know, there's a exactly. lot of things that come along with that schedule that baseball doesn't have. Like that on a Monday funny. night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night in Vegas, it's going to be interesting to see if, like, you know, uh, the Vegas A's are playing the Kansas City Royals. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. We'll see how that works out. I do want to touch on this. I feel terribly for the people of Oakland, and I've mentioned this before. People know, being from Cleveland, Ohio, I know what it's like to lose a sports team. It is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And it's one of the reasons I got into that little Twitter spat with a lot of Astros fans this year, because I ripped on the Astros um, team handle for taking a shot at the Oakland fans, which, in my opinion was wrong and unjust because of what they're going through. And I I wish there was something I could say that made could make you feel better. There's nothing. Just know that you have uh, my support and our support. Y'all get fucked. No. That's what it comes down to. And when it, the owner comes it, out and says, this is harder on me than it is on you, then that's... That's a tough one to swallow. 2017, I signed there as a free agent. I go to A's Fest. Dave Cavall's on the stage bouncing up and down like a freaking lunatic talking about we're building a new stadium rooted in Oakland, all this stuff. It fired everybody up, dude. Yeah. Me included. I don't even never been part of the Bay Area or the team, but I was fired up because I said, Hey man, like these are they these are awesome fans. When you go play there, like it's really fun to see everybody. You know, in the outfield with all the signs, everything like that. Everybody was fired up. And now rooted in Oakland is just like that ain't happening. Yeah, I do. And I'll man mention one last thing. And I know people don't really care about it. All the people that are going to make the move from Oakland to Las Vegas, don't expect them to leave their jobs. Like just like when the Browns left for Baltimore, I harbored no ill will toward all those people who had to pay bills. Like if the owner says we're all moving, pack up. You can't leave, can't stay somewhere based on principle. Principle doesn't pay bills. So there are going to be a lot of people who are going to move with the organization who might not agree with the whole idea behind it, but they need a job. So let's not uh, let's not make those people feel bad. They're they're kind of a, they're a little bit like the uh, the kids caught in a divorce is the way I would look at it. Uh, finally, some managerial news. Uh, congratulations to Pat Murphy gets his full time job with the Milwaukee Brewers replacing Craig Council, who has moved over to the Chicago Cubs. That's awesome to see. Uh, but Ron Washington, he was finally introduced as the Angels' new leader, and the man already has us rolling. Once we get things together and we get these guys together in spring training and start to work, our whole focus is going to be to run the West down. And you can take that to the bank and deposit it. So... A smart wordplay right there is what that is. I like the it. whole focus will be to run down the West. They'll focus on it. Take that to the bank and deposit it. I don't know if it's going to happen. So with Terry Francona now no longer a manager, has Wash replaced him as maybe the best managerial soundbite in the game? 
he's one of them for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I do. I, I I don't mean to be this Angels fans because I I actually do think they have a core there, and I think they can. They don't need to rebuild and shut everything down. I think they can go out and if they approach free agency the right way, like they can be in contention. Sure, no doubt about. It. Look what we thought the last couple of years at the beginning of the year. Like they were kind of running hot. You got to do that for 162. But um, I, I love Wash. I can't wait to see what he does as a manager. Again, he's had some time now, you know, since he was with the Rangers to really like, I don't know, like hone his like real like coaching ability, right? Like he's really marked, like carved out a niche in the coaching world with what he does with his infielders. I can't wait to see what he does as a manager. Like he, I think he's still going to be really hands-on. He talked about, I'm writing the lineup. They can give me some suggestions. He's like, I'm right in the lineup. And I love that. I love that he has to come on and say that. Like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I hope it's true. But I, I can't wait to see, like, what he brings. Like, like if he's going to continue to be so ha- hands-on, which I think he should be, to be honest with you. If he can. If he can handle that workload, do it, Wash. Uh, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about what Ron Washington will mean for this team, uh, with or without Shohei. I will tend to answer the question, which is, no, he's not the best. I think that Tori Lovello now has the crown as best at the podium. You don't think so? Well, I mean, Wash has only had one interview so far. It was pretty good. No, but he's been there before with Texas. and He's always been good and creative. But I do think that um, right now Lovello is the guy that's got the best. I think that uh, Booney's always pretty good. You know, his time in television certainly helped his savviness there. Um, Craig Council's a good storyteller. I think Stephen Vote is going to oh, yeah. hammer that part. He's going to be great. What I, I be- forgot about him? Yeah, Voter. Yeah, put yeah. Voter and and Ron Washington in a room together and just let it go. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> go. Yeah. So I think that'll be kind of fun. Pretty interesting. All right. Uh, you back next week? I am. I'm ready to go, man. We'll be back, uh, I guess, Monday morning, it sounds like. Sure, why not? We'll, we can we'll... do different – We're we don't have a set schedule yet, people. Chris Rowe is still doing NFL stuff. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So if there happens to be a Monday that we don't do, we'll make sure you you know, and it'll be on Tuesday instead. Exactly, exactly. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week on Baseball Today.